Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. CBS is Clark Kellogg to the show. Clark was up late last night with Greg Gumbel and Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley. So we appreciate the quick turnaround this morning. Clark, good morning. How are you doing? I'm great. Randy, Brooke, Kerry, great to be with you guys this morning. What a night last night. Those two <laughs> games that bookend the four that we saw. Doesn't get a whole lot better than that. No, and I really, I watched K-State, Michigan State, and I'm thinking, man, this is, uh, there's no way we can eclipse this tonight, and we'll get to that in a moment, but holy cow, I I had to get up real early for a morning radio show. I couldn't take my eyes off Gonzaga and UCLA. Yeah, that was captivating as well. I mean, Gonzaga seemed to have it in hand with about 90 seconds to go. UCLA said not just yet. We're going to see if we can steal this one, and almost did. And I tell you, that was a call play for Julian Strother, that last three he hit. And, man, reminded me of Chris Jenkins and Villanova. <laughs> yep, I right. mean, it was exactly trailing, um, trailing shooter. Act like you're going to drive it, mm. pitch it back. And I think he has the option, at least from the interview that Mark Pugh gave after the game, he had the option to either get downhill and drive it or stroke it. But, but Mark felt like if he had a good look at the three, He's going to let it fly, and boom, there goes the dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) Clark, you all do these games every single year. Are you ever just blown away by something that takes place that maybe you've never seen before? I know that game a couple of nights ago where uh, Furman won that game. That was was an interesting way to win the game. Are you ever caught off guard by any of this? No, you know what? I've been doing it for a long time, guys, and it's an unbelievable gift and privilege to be part of it, to do it with the people I get to do it with, to still be part of the game that's given me more than I can ever repay it. Um, the tournament is a really magical event for a lot of reasons, and it never, ever fails to deliver. Yeah, I've been surprised. I never thought in my time as a broadcaster I'd see a 16 beat a one, and we've had it happen twice in five years. Mm. That probably is the most significant surprise. The way the games unfold, the shots that are made, the buzzer beaters, the crazy upsets that happen, I've just come to expect it, and yet there still are moments when your jaw drops. Mm. And you're like shaking your head and saying, wow, this is crazy. I mean, the performance by Marquise Noel last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there's just so many different times. But again, my, my thing is how grateful I am to be part of it and to um, work with the people we get to work with, um, those you see and those you don't see. It's an unbelievable team effort. And then the competition, the drama of live sports, the one-and-done format of win or go home, the three-week actually four-week run to a championship because for me it really starts um, that last week of February, first week of March when we get the first conference tournaments on board, the OVC, the NBC, 
uh, Big South Southern Conference, those conferences, that, the Atlantic Sun that uh, kick off the beginning of those automatic qualifiers. And the drama starts then, and it it's just builds and builds and builds, and then we finally crown the champion after about four weeks. But it's um, – Man, I could go on and on, but I know we don't have an unlimited shot clock here. <laughs> well, you talk about jaw-dropping moments, and for me it was that K-State game, and you mentioned there just that performance by Noel. What did you see there, and do you think, we were discussing this earlier, do you think that was planned, or do you think that was actually just kind of like a quick little actual disagreement, or what did you think about that moment? No, I think it was just family friction. I mean, again, I didn't, you know, it that happens, out. I mean. Yeah, 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 it does. I mean, when there's love and care and trust and shared experience, shared adversity, uh, the crucible of competition, I mean, we all know that there are times those we love most drive us the craziest at different times. So I I don't think there was anything staged about it. Um, I just think it was something that happened in the moment. They worked through it um, because there's a level of trust and common shared um, mission, and you, you, you're going to have differences sometimes. That's okay. Differences are all right. Well, yeah. and, and it, it I, I, don't think, I don't think it was staged. Yeah, I don't think it was staged. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about Izzo's comments afterwards about that it was pretty much lucky for K-State? Well, I mean, that's one person's perspective. I thought Michigan State in many ways played well enough to win the game other than the turnovers, and they couldn't contain Noel. They just couldn't quite find a way to get him under wraps. Um, and then when they on a little run, there was no real separation in that game. I mean, it basically was a one or two possession game most of the way. And there is some good fortune that has to be on your side, but that was, uh, that was about seizing the moment and rising to the occasion. So I, I, I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't personally categorize it as luck. Um, that was a marvelous performance by, a young man that um, is clearly the unquestioned leader of of that team. Clark, it feels like college basketball has shifted so much in the last 15 to 20 years. You got one and done, transfer portal, kids going to the G League and not choosing to go to college, college coaches moving on pretty much every year. Are you okay with the state of college basketball right now? I am. I am. We've got some things that need to be addressed. I mean, NIL, name, image, and likeness needs to be, I think it's the right move. It's long overdue. Um, but it still needs to be corralled for the good of the game. Um, and I think there's ways that it can be done um, for the good of the game and continue to allow student-athletes to not be penalized for earning scholarships. Um, coaches moving is always going to be part of the landscape, and I have no real issues with that either. I mean, there's some situations you look at and say, boy, I wish it would have unfolded differently. But by and large, no, I, don't, I think the game is in a good place. Um, we've got more. Um, good players spread out across more teams. Uh, we've got rules that are conducive to, to an entertaining project product. Um, the transfer portal, I think, needs to be looked at. Uh, and otherwise, I mean, that's just part of evolution. Change isn't always comfortable, and it's not always smooth. So I just think we have to be proactive, the NCAA under new leadership with Charlie Baker, I think has to be proactive in terms of what are they going to be going forward? What is the NCAA going to look like in terms of uh, handling and um, crafting a structure that's conducive to the 21st century and the current um, climate and challenges? 
Clark Kellogg of CBS Sports with us for a few more moments here on 101 ESPN. Clark, we have a dozen teams left. We'll cut it down to the Elite Eight tonight. Is there one of these 12 teams that you look at that's still alive where you, you watch them and you say, okay, that to me really fits the profile of a, a championship team? Is there anybody that really stands out for you? Yeah, there are two teams, the two number ones, the two top seeds. I mean, Alabama and Houston. I had concern coming into the tournament because of Marcus Sasser's injury with Houston. You know, he missed the conference tournament championship game with the strain growing, but he looks like he's 100%. And now that leads me to believe that he, that Houston and Alabama uh, are the two teams that seem to have the least, the most margin for error because they can beat you multiple ways. Um, I love Xavier's offensive firepower. I don't know if they have the defensive, uh, the requisite defense necessary to get by a Houston, assuming that's who they would face if they get by Texas. Um, I picked Gonzaga to be in the Final Four and to actually win the national championship, just thinking they might be due in a year where there aren't really great teams. But Houston and Alabama, um, to me, appear to have everything you would need to, to win it all. One of the things Chris Mack said last night in, in his in-game interview was, we got to keep the ball out of Timmy's hands. It's amazing how you can't keep the ball out of that guy's hands. <laughs> well, they do a great job of getting it to him, and he's marvelous with his footwork. Me and Charles and Kenny were just, uh, we couldn't stop shaking our head about how he gets, 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 fills the defenders and then just with masterful footwork always finds a way to get a quality shot. And he's mastered that little push half shot from four to six feet, which is one of the toughest shots in the game. Um, yeah, he's been an unbelievable college player for his career, and he's not done yet. And, Clark, you're a Big Ten guy. You went to Ohio State. I'm a Big Ten guy. I went to Illinois. The Big Ten hasn't uh-huh. won a national championship since Michigan State did it in 2000. What are we yeah. doing? What, 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 what's going on, man? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We're basically just coming up short. Over and over and over again, again right? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I was hoping Michigan State could fly the flag for the conference again, but they ran into a Really, really good team that played great last night. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I mean, there have been multiple teams from the Big Ten that have gotten there. Michigan, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. um, They've been there in recent years. And just, it's hard. It's hard to win six in a row. And I don't think it's, I mean, it's unfortunate for the conference, but it's not an indictment on how bad. I mean, the conference is great. Mm -hmm. Tournament time is just hard. And we'll we'll eventually crack through. We've got um, we've got the coaches, the talent to be able to do it. Now it's just a matter of making it happen. More big games tonight. Is there a team that you're going to be watching closely, or a team that you think you know might surprise some people? Will Princeton continue on this magical run? What do you think? I've always liked Creighton, even though they had a bit of a dip during the middle of the season. I love the way they play, how they space the floor and move the ball. And, They've got a great point guard in Ryan Nimhard. I'm looking forward to that matchup with Princeton, but I do think Creighton can prevail. And um, they'll have a chance to beat whoever comes out of that second game. I really believe that. They've got a rim protector in Carl Brenner. Um, they score at every position, all five guys, give you double digits. They're not very deep. Basically playing six and a half guys. But Creighton is a team that I think could maybe end up being a surprise in terms of who ends up in Houston. Xavier as well. I mean, the offensive firepower, they got scared in their first round game. Sometimes you get scared and survive, and that can propel you to um, a magical run. Clark Kellogg, we love watching you and the crew on CBS. Uh, You guys do fantastic work, and we appreciate it because we know you were up late last night. We appreciate you turning around and getting up for us this morning here in St. Louis. 
No problem. Great to be with you. Enjoy the rest of the madness, folks, and um, have a great Friday and weekend. Thank you, Clark. You too. Take care. That is Clark Kellogg of CBS with us on the opening drive on 101 ESPN.